All right, folks, welcome to this episode of the Jackson Lucas Impact Real Estate Podcast. And today, as always, the other host is Lisa Flicker. Hi, Lisa. Hello, everyone. So good to be here. Uh, today, we had our buddy, Frank Lynn. Well, Frank Cohen. His full name is Franklin. I like calling him Franklin. And Frank, besides being a Harvard grad and a, uh, a Kellogg MBA and working at one of the, the largest real estate owner, operators, developers in New York City. He created personalsalary.com, which has partnered with Jackson Lucas over the years and now has officially become part of Jackson Lucas as our compensation consulting uh, division. Uh, and he helps, the comp, you know, personal salary has helped real estate professionals and owner operators to gain transparency into, into the pay within the industry. The thing I love about Frank is that he's a real good human. He has like, his motives are pure. He's a good guy. He really cares about getting this out there. And I think he cares about it because he wants the employers to know, feel good that they're paying the right thing. And he wants the employees to feel good that they're getting what they deserve. And I feel like, talk about impact. I mean, this could actually change the face of how people ask for boat raises or give out their pay. So I think he's he's done done something pretty phenomenal. He's he's a great guest. I'm I'm very excited about this podcast. Yeah, I feel very fortunate that he's we are we partner with him. Like he you know, we have probably the most granular data within the real estate industry and compensation compared to any other firm out there. And we get to use this to help our clients and our candidates um, to be paid fairly. And it's just, it's amazing because, you know, we, we talk about this in the podcast, but there are other compensation reports put out there by other firms, but it's more, they're, they're using their database. Um, most recent searches, which is, it's fine, but it's, it's, you know, to have thousands upon thousands of data points from actual real estate professionals put in there, you know, anonymously, you know, from every, you know, regarding city, gender, and, you know, we talk about this too. We're going to start doing, you know, work from home uh, benefits. It's just so comprehensive. And, um, you know, we get to use that to, to help our, our clients. And it's just, it's, it's, it feels just really fortunate that we have this and no one else does. Right. Um, <laughs> so it's, it's really awesome. And he's, he's been a pleasure to work with. And, um, he's just a, yeah, like you said, he's a great guy. I'm really happy that we've, we've been able to partner with him. Same here. And hopefully we'll get his baby in the business too, in some way. Some, maybe yeah. I could just hold that baby. Whatever <laughs> <it is. laughs> we love when you listen to the podcast. So please enjoy the podcast and enjoy your weekend. All right, Frank, welcome to the All podcast. Right, How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I feel like we just had a Zoom call with you. I know. It feels like just five minutes ago. <laughs> Happy MLK Day. Yes, you too. How you doing, Lisa? Good? I'm doing wonderfully. I'm uh, here in my home office. New new camera set up. I'm great. I'm good to go. I know my background. We gotta. I gotta. I gotta get better background. I'm not at my house testing today. Testing out the red lipstick, so you'll have to let me know what you think. I love it. <laughs> Power uh, color. I love it. So, Frank, you and I met many years ago, many moons ago, 
You were uh, yeah. working within the real estate commercial. Well, you're still working within the commercial real estate industry, but you worked with a a large landlord in New York City. And I was a recruiter. I am a recruiter. And I think that's how we kind of met. You were, maybe I was recruiting you. I forget exactly how we, we first kind of connected. But um, do you recall? Yeah, I think it was, I think, you know, the standard like uh, LinkedIn uh, cold, cold connect. Uh, I reached out. We had like a good conversation and then just kind of stayed in touch. Uh, I think that was, I want to say it was like 2018 or so. So I feel that's like you look at the calendar. That's a long time that's ago. That's a long time we ago. Go way back. We go, yeah. I know. Well, Pre-COVID is like yeah. a whole other, a whole other world ago. Yeah. And then you created. So you were doing this real estate, you you know, development and all this kind of stuff. And then you created uh, the salary database survey. You took the, all the initiative yeah. on your own. Like, tell me about where that idea came from and what, what the purpose of that was. Yeah. So it, you know, when, as you say, working with, uh, this, the large company, you, it's, it's a corporate, uh, you know, has a corporate, uh, element to it. So you feel, uh, or at least everyone talks as if they are underpaid and, you know, there's really no way of knowing that. Uh, at the same time, this is right around the time where Google, I don't know, came out with uh, someone, an engineer from Google had put on a Google sheet, this, her salary and everyone from Google, like thousands and thousands of Google employees also put on to that same Google sheet, their salary. And then Google had this whole uh, pay trans. It was, you know, th their company became full of pay transparency. Um, mm. And it definitely was a little bit of a shock to the system. And I think it got a lot of press. And I was thinking like, why can't that exist in real estate, you know, my industry? Right. So um, I actually, so that's where it came from. Okay. And so tell me about like, so you came to me and you're like, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm in the industry. I can't be yeah. seen as like a rogue you know, employee, you know, because owners aren't going to want, you know, the, the investors, the owners, the, the employers are not going to want to like, they're not incentivized right. to have pay transparency per se, like, cause right. then everyone's going to be pushing for higher salaries. Most likely. Um, though every, right, no one compares to the bottom number. They're like, wait, look at this person right. who's making right. so right. little, <laughs> but though everyone, I mean, most of our clients want to know what they should be paying people. They ask it. That's a big question. Right? We want to make sure we're in like, we're paying, you know, in the top, whatever percentile, 75 percentile. So anyways, but you're so then you came. That's how we you connect. You're like, hey, I'm doing this survey. And you said like some of your friends kind of used it for, for to negotiate salary exactly. increases, right? Yeah. So so my the whole thing behind this was right. And you could go to Glassdoor. You could like there were maybe a few other piece of information you could go to on the Internet and have some salary numbers. And I think no one in their right mind would go to their boss, print something out from from Glassdoor and say, I should be getting paid X. Yeah. I don't think that's going to be a productive conversation. <laughs> so what I did was my whole goal was like to create something that would be good enough to bring to a, a meeting where you could actually have a meaningful conversation. And so that means you had to kind of get the right questions, the right location. Once you once you sort of account for 
years of experience, position, uh, X, Y, Z, all try to get all those uh, variables, then you could actually have a meaningful conversation. So um, it, it, we were able to do that, but it took some time. I mean, I think it was really hard to get the first few to sign up, right? Because then you're just sharing uh, your own salary, basically. So right. the way that I started was probably a group of 20 of my friends uh, in the industry. And I sent them an email. I said, this is what I'm thinking about doing. This is a pilot. If you send me your salary information, I will create a report of everyone who, who, who does this and also share mine directly to you. So basically got of those 20 people, I think 80%, you know, signed up for it. So it felt like there was interest there and then worked with um, someone to build the, the the technology behind it to actually automate this. And then, uh, yeah, we ended up getting a few, I think maybe a hundred or so on it, worked with you. And that's where it kind of took off to, uh, you know, where it is today. So, yeah, you were, you built the back end, and then, yeah, you came to me, you're like, Hey, I want to get, the... and I was like, wow, this is an amazing survey. It's, it's very granular. Like, can you break out what exactly is on that survey? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, the, the whole point, again, is kind of to get something that you can print out and, and show to your, your boss that you should be making more money, uh, or, or just confirmation that you're getting paid fairly. So, um, it has everything from, well, your, what's your base in terms of your compensation? What's your base? What's your bonus? What is your uh, uh, long-term incentives? How does that vest? And then you want to factor in all the things that sort of would, would narrow uh, the band. So your city, what sector you're in, how big the company is in terms of number of people, assets under management, um, what, how many years of experience you have. Uh, and then we've also looked at sort of, you know, your gender to see if there's, there's discrepancies there. Uh, we found some interesting stuff there. And so um, enough, the, the, the data, we, we now have, you know, I guess 3,500 respondents. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, from anecdotal, um, anecdotally, my friends, people I know I've heard, they have used this, they've gotten, uh, you know, raises as a, as, a, as a function of this. And part of it is, I think employers, they're not trying to be, they're trying to pay market rate too, a lot of them. They also just don't know what it is. So I think right. they, they, the people who have gotten uh, raises from this, it's been an educational experience and, and, and helpful. Yeah, not every employer is like trying to like pay, you know, screw over their employees. They really want to know what they should be paying. They just don't know. Right. Um, so you came to me. I put it out to a bunch of people in my network. Um, it was just easier that way. Well, I have a big network and plus it's, you were still working for the that large owner. Um, so it probably wouldn't have, reflected well back on you that you're trying to, you know, create this trade pay transparency. And then it got picked up by a couple of news outlets with biz now and real estate alert. And that started growing and growing and growing. And then you know, we were both trying to figure out like, how do we get this out more as opposed to just, Oh, this is just something that could be, how do we get this out to more of the, the, the owners, the clients, right? Like do you, how do we as executive search professionals use this, as something that clients can use. And that's when Lisa came in, because she was the one who was really had the idea that behind, all right, how do we package this up? And so then um, when Lisa, so Lisa in her 
previous, you know, and over her career as an executive search professional, she has done compensation consulting with clients. So maybe Lisa, can you explain how that has worked with for you and how we can kind of integrate personal salary into what we've been doing or what we want to do? The first question I always get asked when somebody calls me and they say, okay, we want to do a search. What should we pay? And, you know, anecdotally, I can always give a number because it's like, all right, I've worked on this COO search in New Jersey. This is what I'm seeing. And I can give those numbers. But when I, when I joined Jackson Lucas, what I had said to Chris was, look, my vision is it's not going to be anecdotal anymore. I want this to really be something that when I sit down with a client, I can say, do you want to pay in the top 25th percentile, the top 50th? Where, Where do you want your numbers to be? And then I can actually provide them with this information. And Chris listened and he said, oh, that would be great. And I said, okay, and I'd like to be able to generate these reports for our client by role. And oh, that would be great. And then when I looked and I saw what the two of you had created, I said, wait, but you have it all. I mean, it was just so amazing to me. It was like, you know, may your wish be granted. And there (laughs) it was like all this data fell out of the sky. And it's been interesting in the past 25 years because I've been able to offer that to clients in a one-off way. But this year, it it has been extremely helpful for me to sit down with them and say, okay, this is the role we're hiring for, and this is what the real data in your city, in your your asset sector looks like. It's just, it's so incredibly helpful to clients because they they always want to make sure that they're paying most, you know, it depends on the spectrum, but at least fair, right? They all will agree what fair is to each individual client is different, but they all want to pay fairly. And so when I sat down and I looked at the reports, that personal salaries could generate, I said, we need to, we need to get this out there because it is so valuable both to the individual who can put in their data and see, are, am I being paid fairly? But to the companies when they have to look at their entire, you know, across the entire company and figure out what to pay. So I'm, I'm anyway, it's been really exciting and I'm so thankful to be a part of this journey. Yeah. Thankful for you to come on board and help, organize it all um and get it out there package it because you you know let me because it's not just so as a recruiter you know client like you said lisa like it's amazing how many people think they're underpaid like it's like 95 percent of the people who are <laughs> who right. are out there or, or are working are like they think they're underpaid so they got to like it helps them but then would they you know think oh well actually i'm not underpaid but then with the the clients like they'll come in and they'll Sometimes it'd be like, let's do a whole organizational overview, not just for like one-off positions, but like, what are, you know, what's everyone in my organization making? Like, should they be paid more or less? And so I think that's pretty, you know, because you get to a certain point in an organization where you got to have kind of bands, salary bands, right? It can't just be kind of one-off and one-off this person's show. Let's just pay this person. They're making this. Let's pay them this. Plus, you know, right. X plus X plus whatever. And like, eventually it's got to be like, all right, let's get this thing a little more organized and like put them in, in certain bands of what they should be making. And people are just kind of guessing what those bands should be off of like what people had made previously. Um, and I think also real estate is the, is the, like the latest to this party. So it's interesting. Like if you look at some of the, you know, look at an investment bank, I think they have all that data. 
right. right? But you look at some of these real estate companies, even the bigger ones, and they're they're still guessing. I can't begin to tell you how many people have been thankful because we give them these reports on a on a roll by roll basis, and they can go in and they could sit down with their employees and say, "You're paid in the top seventy fifth percentile." I know you think you're underpaid, but here's you know some data with a hundred points of people who are in the same role as you. And I, I think the industry is, has really been needing this. And I've seen the people are just so receptive to it and so thankful for it. One of the, one of the thing, the feedback I've received from people filling out the survey is like, how is this, why would I give my information over to you? How is this confidential? Cause you know, you could be in order to, to get a report. So the way it works, well, maybe Frank, you could say how it works, but like, how is it confidential? Yeah. So when an individual submits the, fills out the survey, takes about, you know, 90 seconds to take, to fill out the survey. Uh, one of the things you have to do is add your email and then the, the report for that position that you fill out the survey for is emailed to you. So you're putting in your information and then that goes into kind of the market calculations. And then the, the full report is then emailed to the individual. Um, I, as kind of the administrator of the back end, I don't see the emails. Uh, you have kind of, you have what's called a user ID, like anonymized global user IDs, that it's just a whole string of numbers, um, that I don't have access to. I don't, I don't know what, what numbers are attached to the email. So it's completely anonymized, but the incentive to fill out the survey is that you then get the full report, uh, the full detailed report for that position. For free. For free. Okay. That's, yeah, that's pretty interesting. And then, so if you, yeah. And then if a client of ours wants a full report detailed, you know, that's, they could talk to us and we could figure out, you know, we work with them and how to, how to, how to make that, that work. Um, but what, like Frank, what is your background? Are you just some, some hack off the street? Just kind of like, I mean, are you, <laughs> are, are you legitimate? Are you, should we, you know, like, what is your, what is your background? Uh, well, uh, I think so. Cool you, Frank. you guys can decide. Uh, so I, I, I um, tell it to us like your mother would tell us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. In that sense, what my mom would say, you know, I graduated from Harvard. I went into consulting. I worked in economic development, and then I I worked went to a business school at Kellogg, uh, and then I worked in in New York City real estate for about six years here. Um, doing development, acquisitions, uh, asset management, and then uh, recently kind of went off to do the personal salary and, uh, and and more of my own thing. Perfect. And she would definitely say my boy from Harvard. Exactly. So smart and so handsome. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and you just had a baby. Um, a little clear. And so what? Yeah, so your dog. You got my, my baby, your dog, you know? Yeah. And so we just, so the, the thing we're just, so we've, you know, we're growing what, what has been picked up by biz now and stuff was like, when we first came out with this was the gender inequity, um, yeah. and how this is back in 2020 and how the bonuses for women were so much smaller than the, than the male bonuses, um, which was a big story. And then we redid the calculations, um, not redid. We had, we had more respondents a couple of years later, and it was it was seemed to be the 
the gap wasn't as, as large, right? Yeah. So that's exactly right. I mean, I, I think so. The first story with uh, that BizNow was was about the story, I think, itself. So we had like 700 people fill it out through your network and my network. And then BizNow picked it up and just talked about how there's this tool out there to, to, to see um, what you're making and how it compares to the market. And then I think from 700, that went to uh, over 1,000 or, or 2,000 and then 2,000 respondents. And then we looked, we were able to look to get like pretty good representative data around uh, gender gaps between men and women. And we found, I think it was like a 20% discrepancy between men and women for the same position. Uh, men were making 20% more than women. And what, to me, it was really interesting was that it was not in the face, the face uh, salary, right? Not the base salary. It was most of the discrepancy was in the discretionary bonus. And you know, we only have the data, so we can only judge why, but it, it, it was striking that the things that is completely discretionary is where the men were, were getting paid much more. Right. Um, and that was pre-COVID, uh, pre-sort of push into DEI. And then we re-ran the survey again in 2022, and that, that discrepancy had, had basically evaporated. So it's encouraging to see kind of, you know, to the extent that with DEI that there that people are presumably are being a little more mindful and, and that, that gap is is shrinking. And you almost wonder, is it mindful or is it just maybe it used to be that it was easier for men to get on a plane at a moment's notice or easier and mm. that COVID kind of changed a little bit of that, right? Because I found even just for me and my kids are teenagers, they don't want or need me that much anymore, but I feel like they it's want so you, much Lisa. easier. For, they want me, they need me. I know. I, <laughs> <laughs> I keep saying that to myself, but you know, it's, it's easier for me if I need to just get on a call as opposed to traveling across the country. And I think that the, the passion to work where you could pick up and get back on your computer at 10 o'clock, mm. 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, you know, it's, it might've also allowed for some more equity in how we do business. Mm, I never thought about that, about that. Yeah, that's awesome. And now something we were just talking about is trying to, you know, the, the next, like as recruiters, you know, coming back from the pandemic and people working from home, the, the, the folks trying to find new opportunities had a lot of the power, right? So they, you know, it was, and they wanted to work from home and, you know, have a job in New York, but work, live in Boise, um, where they, you know, it was a lower cost of living. And the employers were, they had no power, really. They, they had to, like, say, basically say yes. Like, okay, whatever. Like, we need, you can do that. But now with interest rates, specifically to real estate, the interest rates going up and, you know, it seems like the employers are having more power. So now are they going to start forcing people to start moving back from Boise to New York or paying them less when they're in Boise and making them come into the office more? And I think, you know, that's kind of the next iteration to our survey here is like, you know, we're going to have to, we're going to be able to help our clients determine, you know, what the norm is for people coming back in the office. Cause we know like within real estate, cause we know like kind of what the big firms are doing with Amazon and Google or whatever, like they kind of, 
and Apple. They they publish all that all that jazz, but the, you know, not not most of the real estate firms don't do that. So now people are going to be able to see. All right, well, this you know ninety percent of the firms in New York City with this AUM and this asset class, everyone's back in the office four days a week, and so they can justify doing that as opposed to just saying, well, you're going to do it because you have to do it, you know? And so candidates are going to be like, okay, well, I don't have really, you know, if I, if I want to work in this asset class in this industry in New York city, I'm going to have to be in the office because 90% of the, of the, of the, of the clients are, are doing that. So, yeah. um, I mean, what, what other kind of pushes do you think we should take this could take this in, in 2023? Well, I'll throw I'll throw in one before. I know it's not intended to me, but I'll give you whoever. I think you. I think that gauging benefits will also be an interesting. You know, I have I have a client right now, and they asked me, "Can you just take a look? We're we're in the process of of hiring somebody who accepted the offer, hooray, um, and looking at their benefits." And it's interesting because I think during the pandemic. I've heard all kinds of interesting things that I have one client who's put in a massage allowance, another one that does like that you guys wouldn't care about this, but offers blowouts for the people in the office who come in on Fridays. That's awesome. I think they, there were people who put Pelotons into the office. I think there are a lot of interesting things that people are doing with benefits and being able to gauge what people really truly care about. And offering that up to our clients, I think, will also be a valuable piece that we of the puzzle in hiring that we can offer. Yeah, I think that's awesome. That's, I mean, these are, I mean, this is such, like you said earlier, like real estate's been in the dark with all this stuff. Like, we you know we have an investment banking practice at, at Jackson Lucas. We have an you know, alternative investment practice. So you have they have big, you know, investment banks. You everyone knows what everyone else is making. It's so like in, you know. And you get this raise for next year and everyone's bonuses and everyone knows a bonus. And like, if you're working for like a, a large alternative investment manager, it's the same thing. It's like, you know, everything's kind of out there and, and known, but within real estate, especially smaller shops, family offices, like it's all, it's not, I don't, it's not secretive on purpose. It's just nothing. There's no one highlighting in that or, or illuminating it. And so, uh, being able to do that is just going to be, and now being expanded to benefits and maybe days off or, or remote work is just, I think it's going to, you know, it's such an add on that we can add to our help our clients with, as opposed to just, Hey, we're here to help, you know, find the, the right COO, which is great. But then like, it's a, it's like a game changer for their whole organization. And it's, it's just fortunate that, you know, Frank and I had that relationship and, there's really no other firm out there that has this type of data. Like I've, like you said, Lisa, like other firms have put together, they put together reports, but it's not, it's from their own database. It's from their own anecdotal kind of search. It's not really like the actual granular level data from the candidates themselves inputting it anonymously. Um, and thousands and thousands of people, as opposed to, you know, you know, it's kind of looking at the database. Oh, here are the top, you know, here are what people at these top five firms are making. You know what I mean? It's, 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 uh, it's really, it sets us apart, I think, from other search firms that we have this, um, access to this, this type of data. I was just going to throw in and being able to take, you know, the, 
X amount of searches that we do as a team every year and overlaying that right. data. I think, you know, it was interesting because Frank, I asked him to pull an asset management report for me. I just wanted to take a look at the numbers because we just finished up a similar search and they were, they were spot on. I w- but I would say I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have no, I would in a vacuum, just the survey is not as good as being able to take that survey and then say, okay, and we've been in market and here's what we're finding. And yeah. here's the offer we just made. And when you combine the two, it's like chocolate and peanut butter. It's just perfection. <laughs> I love it. That's exactly what I was going to say. I think, I think having me. The pre- chocolate and peanut butter part? Mm-hmm. Or was that I was going to go with jelly. Peanut butter. <laughs> he loves peanut the, butter. The, <laughs> having the data as someone not in the industry, right? Not doing what you guys do every day. You're always kind of like holding your nose, hoping that it's right, right? And because you have no way to validate it or verify it and, and just make sure. But, you know, had a faith in kind of the wisdom of the crowds, being sure it's going to the right people. But now that you guys are working on it and now that you guys are taking all the context that you have and all your searches and everything, like your years of experience to kind of see what's going on and validating it from the number, but not just the number standpoint, like on the, on the carried interest things, the things that are really quirky that, that have stories behind it, your ability to kind of understand that and explain it and put it all together with the hard numbers, I think makes it a a really powerful tool that I'm excited to see where it goes uh, this year. You know, and it's interesting because I have a buddy who runs he was a general counsel and then he went to be a partner at a law firm and he does a lot of employment contracts for employers. So one of the things that we've talked about is just really using his data around the, um, to enhance the long-term incentive piece of it. Because I do think that that's where our clients in particular look to us, which is like how many points in the fund should we be giving? Or we have a lot of I'd like to say patriarchs and matriarchs, but it's probably just patriarchs um, who want to bring in certain types of folks to run investments or investment verticals of their own. And how much of the business do you give up if they're running it? Do you know what's the trade off? And those types of things I find you can never find out in the open market. Right, yeah. it's, it's our experience that we can overlay this data with that I think is so valuable to people. Um, and that's kind of our, our favorite place to be is to be able to really help with that. Love it. Well, Frank, what's the weather like in New York today? Uh, it's cold. It's, it's been cold the last, last week or so, but at least the sun's out and, uh, I'll, I was able to go for a walk. I'll take Claire out in the afternoon. So it's all good. Well, you're going to be excited because you've entered the hot seat. All righty. The Hot Seat is sponsored by KK Reset. KK Reset is an HR management and outsourcing consulting firm that specializes in helping organizations to reset their culture, structure, and path. 
They do this through services which include comprehensive consultation to identify gaps and opportunities for corporate training programs, HR services, and career mapping services. They've collaborated with nonprofit startups and academic organizations to protect them from liabilities, reduce turnover, and preserve their brands. They have also collaborated with a number of my clients on the real estate front who are not large enough to have their own in-house HR program. So they outsource it to KK Reset. KK Reset comes in, maybe sits on site a couple days a week and provides you know everything you need from an HR perspective for your, for your firm. So it's a great uh, resource for those shops who just maybe it doesn't make sense for them to have in-house HR function. Um, so please check them out at kkreset.com. K-K-R-E-S-E-T.com. We're here now. Best part of the day. Let's do it. Take your sweater off. Best part of the day. I know. You're going to start Just sweating. <laughs> well, I don't want to stay on camera. I'll just take the pants off, you know? Frank, it's not appropriate. <laughs> so, book or podcast recommendation? So, I am reading now, and I guess it was... Uh, I'm, to be honest, I'm listening to the book because oh. it's too big, too intimidating. It's the, it's the power broker, uh, which is, is not some, it's for me, a book that is so large, I can never start, but having it on, a, on, on, on audiobook form, it's as good as everyone recommends. You know, it's, it's been on my, it's been on, uh, my, my desk for like years, but have never been able to actually pick it up. Um, but having an audiobook form is uh, is good. Do you listen? Plus, to you get your bang for the buck. Oh yeah, exactly. Do you listen to podcasts at all? I do. Uh, I listen to a bunch of podcasts. Uh, everything. I mean, the daily, every day. I guess these are not. These are like the obvious ones. Uh, but the Scamfluencers, which is which is about you know a scam. Every it, it's a great series, and. Uh, the book a, a, a podcast i really liked that i listened to recently was about the the nuremberg trials oh, cool. uh, by, by the bbc it was really good very well produced great stories um and and something that actually i didn't know much about so it, it was it was done very very well and entertaining and very educational nice well why don't you tell us I'm going to ask about your most memorable memorable deal, but now that you've gone on your own doing your own thing, can you tell us about your your current yeah. investment firm? Yeah, no that that would be the most memorable. So uh, we, I, I, with a friend from business school, we we bought a um, we basically spent a year during COVID to kind of come up with an investment thesis, uh, and it was targeted around sort of what we think are the next hubs for life science. So right now there's Call it about three markets that are the leaders, but we want to really understand where the next one was. Um, so we identified Maryland, uh, and then we were able to, to find an asset there. And then we spent uh, almost a year kind of chasing it. And so, it was, you know, in terms of our most memorable deal, that from all the ups and downs, the machinations, just from every aspect of it, seeing it through uh, and it being our first was super exciting. That's awesome, man. Congratulations. I, Thank you. I love that. The first is the most exciting. I yeah. feel like you make all your mistakes, but you learn and it, it's incredible. Yeah. So I'm sure you don't have any, I know you, you don't have any people yet, but when the time comes, other than talking to Chris and I, what do you think you're going to look for in your first employee? 
so I think I've, I've, I've had, the, I've worked with really good people, both above me and kind of, you know, working with people. And there's a, the, to me, it's the, the, the people who innately or even not who are able to take on the role and, and the responsibility of the people above them. Uh, so if they just kind of understand for people who, who, who report to me, if they just understand what my job is and then just do elements of it, that's so helpful. And so you really looking for people who can understand what the, what the real ask is and what the task is, put it in context and not just know that, but then care enough to actually do the next step. Um, and for me, that's like a total game changer. My, uh, I have a colleague, Mickey Penzer, who she'd always say it's our, it's my job as an employee to make my boss's life easier. Yes. Yeah. Cause the sooner, the sooner that that person does it, the boss can do more. Right. And then the boss is going to love that person and want to take them wherever they go. So yeah. it just kind of works all the way around. Um, so that's definitely something that I will look for. What do you, uh, so you've interviewed a few places, I'm sure. Do you have a, uh, a most memorable interview question you've answered? Oh man. Uh, most memorable or been, been asked. question I've answered. Uh, I think some, I think, I think, you know, you might have stumped me right now. I, I to okay. be honest, I haven't interviewed in uh, in, in in a while. God, I know a long time, so I <laughs> I don't know. I so I'll tell you. Chris's favorite is ask is tell me a joke. And when I sat with him, and we were chatting before I joined, he's like, "All right, so tell me a joke." And being on the spot with the question is it's a challenge, right? I have the one I hate the most is, uh, let you know, tell me about your weaknesses. I hate that one because everyone always comes up with the same. Well, you know, I work too hard. I have, I have bad, you know, life balance, work life balance. I just work too much. And once I got, once I start a project, I can't quit. You know, it's like everyone tries to manipulate. It's yeah, not like everything's a strength. Yeah. It's not right. like, Oh man, I, I just spend too much money on like uh, furniture. I'm always, I'm always, <laughs> I'm always struggling to. It's, no one really says their weaknesses. Um, so this is the Impact Real Estate Podcast. How does your? I mean, I guess how? Let's talk about personal salary. How does personal salary have impact? Yeah, I mean, it's it is awesome. It started as something that I was interested in just kind of see what, where this would go. Uh, and a, you know, what, what is kind of market rate salaries, but it's been really awesome to hear folks and friends, especially who have used this to actually get a raise, right? Like having impact on that level, that tangible level, it, it feels really good. And it, it, you know, I'm excited to, to, you know, grow that and, and share that with more people, but, it's really cool that when, when your friend calls and just says like, thanks so much, like this was able to get me $10,000 more. And that just compounds, right? Cause if they're young and, and they're going to continue on that, that, that sets a really high baseline for them to grow from. So that for me is, is awesome. Yeah. And they give you part of that money, right? That'll be the next, <laughs> one, the next one. 
<laughs> but you know what? The flip side of it that I found super rewarding is working with companies where they say, you know what? You've really helped me because like Chris said, no one thinks they're overpaid, right? So to be able right. to go to their employees with this one page, this is where you are in the market. I've had a lot of clients say to me, you know what? My people left here with raises that they would have normally felt were not high enough, but having this as a compliment to it, they were like, oh, thank you very much. I'm in the generous side affair. I appreciate right. it. And right. so I think it, there's an impact on both the employer and the employee side, which you should like, if I were your mother again, I'd be like, my friend, <laughs> you, <Yeah>. <laughs> you got to take care of it. This is like, it makes me feel so good. The, um, <laughs> but I think the other side is it is, it is if it, on the employees, if you're not getting paid, if they're to Chris's point, 90% of people think they're getting underpaid and, it is helpful for them, even if they're not getting a raise, to at least understand that that they, they that they're getting paid fairly. They go right. from like a really bad mentality right. of "Oh, why am I doing this work? I'm not getting paid enough." Blah blah blah. To oh, actually, like yeah. okay, this is like I'm kind of in line. I you know I will start that project. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I exactly. like won't feel bad about it anymore. So I think that actually is helpful because there's plenty of folks and plenty of companies who. Um, right rightly or wrongly feel like they should be making more money right well frank it's been great getting to know you now that we're officially in business together and yes. merged and you've uh yeah it's great and uh thank you for creating this tool for us to use and to help our clients in the real estate industry as a whole gain more transparency in pay so if you go on the jackson lucas page and you click on the on the compensation consulting tab it'll take you there so that's just jacksonlucas.com slash compensation consulting. And it'll take you directly to the survey. You could fill it out anonymously. It'll spit back the results for you. And if you are interested, if you're a client and interested in learning more about the services, please reach out to myself, Lisa or Frank, and we will hop on a call with you.